a cap yeah. Wild D, wild D, wild D. Good morning, everybody. It's a uh, beginning of the week. You know, happy Monday. And I want to thank you sincerely for listening to uh, my YOD podcast. Greatly appreciate it. Um, please, after you do, make sure you don't forget to subscribe to, uh, to it. Uh, leave a comment, you know, because I love to hear what you got to say. They give me some feedback and, and, and thought on some things. And, um, and give us a five-star rating. Much, much, much appreciated. You know, it, 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 it does a lot for us. All right. Peace. I'm the young old dude with the new allergy. Leader of the new school, old mentality. Got the loose Twitter fingers. You following me? Yeah. Over your head, got too much knowledge. Graduated in games, season no something. Outlast today, don't need no nostalgic. I'm over 38, performing like a freshman in college. I'm the youngest old dude you know. Motive with life change, effortless with the flow. Out of boy, oh, you ain't no. This man against time, and this time, time just had to go. Let me best 20 pounds of haters and run some more. Steadily getting a lap, I stride around goals. Lost it, I'm found it and winning. How I catch a bunch of L's, I quarterback the beginning. Yellow YOD. Yeah, I'm a young old dude. Learn the rules like a pro, taking students to school. YOD. Up in the gym, dropping mad shoes. Still hungry, stay season, play mad fool. YOD. Stay on my grind, it's that mastermind. Like wine, I get better with time. Y-O-D, oh, you ain't heard about me, got everybody in the city saying Y-O-D. I think going back to some of the stuff I've talked about in some of the other previous podcasts where there's a difference between ambition and drive. And what I'm seeing more and more and more and more and more is a lot of ambition pushing things instead of drive from uh, within. Drive means you've experienced a lot, you've lived through a lot, you've, you've, you've had and lost, you, you, you've tasted the, the fruit, if you will, of a victory, and like I said, the agony of defeat, and, um, and, and you can go in a bunch of different directions with that in all aspects of life. So when you do have to speak, it's something from the inside, gutturally, that's coming out. And it's not just, you're not calling words, you're actually saying something. And when that hits, if you are a, a deep thinking type person, you go, wait a minute, hold on. And you stop, you, you jot it down. And, then, and that's something I've, I've noticed that it's not, I'm not the only person that does it. A lot of people I know that are deep thinking, um, forward thinking people, innovative people, constructive people trying to build, they do that. But the ambition aspect now, it supersedes reasoning. It's just, it's the screaming for, um, I want to say, unnecessary um, attention. In, in that, um, to each his own. Okay, I'm not trying to criticize anyone that's trying to go for theirs. But you can't have, it's, there's too many blind leading the blind. Too many blind trying to lead those that see. The louder you talk, the more flamboyant you're, you're delivery is, the uh, more shocking, more, I, I read somewhere, someone uh, made a, a post says, uh, you can't, what, how the hell they did it, so you can't get likes on your thing unless uh, it's a woman making herself as close to being almost naked as possible, or if you're a guy, 
doing something that's right on the edge to where it could put you in jail. Anything in between is kind of like, yeah, 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 whatever. And so it's almost like there's this nonsense on the one hand of none really educated, experience-based info being thrown out, which means, of course, you got to write down and you say it. It's just words and nonsense. Um, and then there's this group that's somehow being hypnotized to listening to nonsense. So it's a, it's a challenge, yeah. you know. Um, it's almost like... Um, I say, even in the martial arts setting, there's so much going on, sometimes you can't tell sugar from shit because it all looks the same. Or as I would break it down technique in here, imitation of movement is not the execution of technique. From afar, it looks the same. When you get close, then night and day. So, so, so it's, uh, it's not really uh, simple. It's just that, you know, again, in, in, <laughs> if you have not lived and experienced a, a lot, um, in my humble opinion, because I'm one person, I got strong opinions. That's why I say my humble opinion. I'm just one person, I get that. But unless you really lived, and I listen, and I, I'll make it a point to listen to anybody and their, their thing, but as soon as I hear that there's words being called and not they're actually talking about something with content, I shut it off. You know, so you can't just. Um, it's okay to speak, in my humble opinion, like I say. Just make sure you got something to say. <laughs> so if you got something to say, it's driven from what's behind you, what's deep, what's beneath. It's, a, it's this huge uh, landmine. Then that makes sense. Yeah. So, well, social media aside, just briefly, like, just uh, I think people have kind of forgotten the, not necessarily, maybe, yeah, the therapy behind actually taking a pencil or a pen, sitting there, and writing rather than I'm saying on your phone or the computer. So just talk about putting the phone or the computer keyboard down and actually going back, sitting down, having a notepad. Cause like, like I said, you pulled for some of the stuff that you've written. It's not like you're writing it so that you could automatically tell somebody, but more so you write it. And if you need it later, if somebody else needs it later, you use it. So just talk about how um, beneficial it can be to actually sit there and write your thoughts down, whether it's journaling or whatever. It's just, uh, it's a, uh in Buddhist precept, they'll say collecting the mind or quieting the mind as far as yoga is concerned. You just, it's, it's a way of centering because you do quiet uh, distraction because it's just you, your thoughts, and it just comes out. And then you, you, you feel it so strong, it's almost like you're compelled to do it. So um, it's even, uh, in my opinion, more of I won't say priceless, but kind of priceless. You know, you can't put a, a money value on it because most of the stuff when I do write down like that, you know, I got quite a bit. And when I look back through it, and I go, God damn. But then what's interesting, when I do look at it, I know exactly how I was feeling at the moment that I wrote it. Because it's not arbitrary. It's not, uh, oh, this sounds kind of cool. Let me just do this. No, no. Like he's saying, there's there's a well of, stuff that all oh, that pertains to this or that pertains to that and it is uh i think all those years with the self-help books every single aspect in some way or other is therapy because i even said i think you use the word therapy it, it, it is therapeutic you go back over and it's a way of uh, breathing just kind of getting some stuff out uh, one of my real good friends said that read something uh, for example, when for the longest time, uh, 
I, it, it was a good 12 years I struggled with my dad's suicide. And I didn't know that, that what suicide will do to you. And you can look it up, you, you, I did Google research. The average person, if someone really close to you in your family, I mean, your mom, your dad, your, somebody really, really close to you, they commit suicide, on average it takes 10 years to get past it. 10. It took me 12, you know, and I love my dad. And um, I just, I came to a term, and I think it was right at, it's somewhere in it, it's either my dad was before his 43rd birthday, no, I think he was 43 when he did it, but it was just before his 44th birthday. So my 43rd, <laughs> man, my 43rd, 44th, and 45th birthday was a fucking mess. Like, like I, because every time I get close to it and I knew, like I was still, like I'd gotten over it, but then it came back. Yeah. All of it came back with the how come and all this kind of stuff. And it kept going in my head like, uh, What's so bad at this age that make you want to blow your brains out? Like, what the hell so bad at, at this, you know? And I'm like... Were you trying to get into his head or more so for yourself? Both. It's like, what was he thinking? And then, to me, I envision, like, is it a cavity creek going to show, show up? <laughs> like, hey, it's that time. You know, I'm like, wait, what time? Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm a deep thinker, so I couldn't help but do it, you know? And then... Um, just the emotions and the pain and, and uh, you're forced to relive it and it's like, okay, shit. Now I'm at the age he was, because I was a kid then. Well, teenager, 18, whatever, but still. You know, that, that, was, that was rough, because he was just, that man was every goddamn thing and just, boom, gone like that, you know. Ah, you know, so, so anyway, so I'm thinking like, okay, now I'm growing into his shoes. What the fuck is it going to feel like? And then the next birthday, you know, still felt like shit. And I think the 45th, like I felt something, and then after that, it's just, I didn't feel anything. Like it just evaporated, the whole thing. But I wrote all of this shit down. It ended up being almost a page and a half of stuff I just thought and I felt. And uh, I said, damn. I said, man, that, uh, that was powerful, what, what, you, what you wrote. And I said, that was like a release. I said, I think so, because I hadn't felt any of that since. Like it was, like I went through it, sure, and then it dissipated, you know, because I knew, like I said, you learn, well, I did, with all the different self-help books. Repression is a good, no, repression is not good. Repression is you trying to ignore it. You can't, because it's there. It's, it's involved with every single thing you do, you feel, you, you, you act, whatever. <clears throat> but to objectify it, to take it, and kind of, okay, all right, I see you, but I'm going to deal with you, but I got to sit you right here so I can go on with life and I still keep your eye on it. So that's not trivializing it, putting it away or, or repressing is trying to act like it's not even there at all. And it's like cancer. So that's not the case. Um, so anyway, so I got through all of that. And then when the, that, that vacuum time of years went by and then um, those three years happened and then I did what I did and then it was just... And it's like the rest is history. And it just that that was that was it. It's like everything has a period of time. Thank goodness. Um, and if you're wise with it, you know you you don't keep giving fuel to pain. It's like okay, that's enough of that. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so it's uh, it, it is therapeutic. And like I said, it's the 
it's, it's another way of, of do, practicing the observing self too. So, did the writing it down kind of allow you to not repress it then? Because you kind of recognized it. Is that no? It's not. That's why I say repression is something I learned. You don't do. That doesn't help. My thing all those years, it was just and kept searching and asking questions like, you know, why is this and why is this, whatever. And that was that, that, well, it's that as well as when I talked to my sister, because, I mean, it, it was a mess. She was messed up too. She said that the way she saw it, and she asked me that I feel the same. She said she felt like we were abandoned. I said, yeah, that, that's part of it too. Because my mom and dad, they did a great job at raising us. They really did, because they did their job. We finished school, uh, you know, both finished with honors, and then joined the military and went on. Then asked them for a fucking dime, not one time. Not one, never did. But then it's like, damn, right after, man, we're talking just, I don't know, seven months or so, and then all of a sudden it just flipped, just like that. Like that, like it was all disappeared. It's like, okay, yeah, you're prepared, but you know, we still got questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I, you know, me being an old soul, which I am, you know, um, you can't be a person asking, think about it. If you, my, stuff I said in my podcast before. When I was five, all the, my grandma, my grand aunts, uncles, all the elderly people around, they always said, they just looked at me and just shook their head. They go, that, that's a, they said, there's an old man trapped in a little boy's body right there. Then, then. So if I'm asking all these deep, detailed Hard questions at five. It couldn't shut me up because I wasn't going to buy into the bullshit answer. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But deep inside, I'm like, nah. <laughs> you know, I'm five and I'm so stubborn that, but stubborn in the fact I knew that what they said made no sense. They said, well, you're just a kid. How do you know? I go, nah, that ain't a good enough answer either. So anyway, that's why I said I'm, like, I'm an old, I was an old man, little boy's body. So you think that by the time I'm 18, 19, and I just kicked ass in, in uh, recruit training, had all these damn scholarships and shit, I was just ready to go. You think I had more questions? I had a hell of a lot more questions. They weren't there, so then that I was in the search of a mentor. I needed a, another, like, real man figure, like, well, shit, you know. But then, I, and, and, and good thing enough, I went through where I could tell a real good dude from a shit dude. I, I, uh-uh, character, I don't know where, maybe that's an innate thing, I have no goddamn clue, but I would never, ever follow, um, I don't know, mom called him play pretty, you know, motherfucker that, that, that had the whole front in the air and shit, but as she, in her country ass way, how she talks, she go, yeah, look pretty in the front, but ain't got no ass. <laughs> My mom was rough, boy. But meaning that they know, there's no, no content there. Nothing. It's just all show. And I, I can see through that. I give a damn. You know, it could be some, man, you know, just by virtue of it, you know, every uh, a military officer wasn't somebody to really look up to. Not every senior enlisted person was somebody to look up to. Not every uh, successful businessman in a position is not somebody to look up to. Character run way deeper than that. For some odd reason, I can see through that shit. Just because you look a certain way, it didn't, uh-uh. I give a fuck about how much money you got. I give a damn what your philosophical and religious belief. I give a shit, you know, uh, what your race is. Uh-uh. Don't care. 
that there's something centrally about the person's character, and I could just sense that. So it took a good while before, like, oh, okay, that's a fucking man right there. And I couldn't help but ask questions. And then I noticed with them, anytime I did, they had an answer for me. They, it's almost like they respected me because they saw I was a mover and a shaker. I was on my way up and not ambitious, uh-uh, driven. I couldn't sit still because there's something inside going this way. And it's like, you know, I, I, need, I need advice. What do you think about this? So there was mutual respect with that and stuff, you know, and so, but that was my dad's job, but he wasn't around though. <laughs> but, and I go as far as you're comfortable, but I know you mentioned before how he was super strong, rock, and like just, like you said, Superman to you. Yeah. Um, do you think that, because you said after you guys growing up and you're going, do you think that you felt like he didn't need to be Superman anymore? Or? I'll tell you deep, in the, in the, and it's okay, because I, like I said, I've come to terms with all of this. My dad preached um, principles out the ass. You know, a man does this, bullshit this. A man does, don't, da, da, like it, it wasn't no um, black and white, no gray. I took it to heart, I listened, I watched, and, and everything he pointed out, it made sense. I got it. It, it was all, uh, it was pragmatic. But then as time went on, and I come to learn things, I mean, dad, dad was that guy, but dad had a bit of an alter ego. <laughs> and I, without going into it, I'll say this. I think that because I, I, I grew into the man that he preached. It's just the truth. I, and my sister will say it to Dejaco like, Jr., you and dad are nothing alike, but you are like the man he taught. It's, it's true. So, so in my deepest core, there's a part of me that think that, because my dad knew I was always this, you can't bullshit me. So I had, I, I, riz, I rose up. I grew. I, I did what the hell he told me I was supposed to do. Well, how's he going to explain some things? I'm like, hold up. What's this? <laughs> I thought you said, yeah, but you know, no. But you said, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, so th there's a deep, deep part of me that my dad, I don't think he could deal with facing me and trying to explain his, his, his uh, contradiction on a few things. More so at a, at a level of a man-to-man -man type. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I, I, till the day I die. And I'm, I'm intuitive. And if nothing else, I, I, I think I'm right on that. Yeah, do as, I mean, it kind of plays into the whole do as I say, not as I do, as a lot of parents say, until you get to a certain age. Yeah. didn't know. Now I see, wait, what is this? Thanks for listening to the YOD Podcast, brought to you by Yon Chronicles, www.yonchronicles.com. Be sure to click, subscribe, follow, and share. And don't forget to leave us a comment. We greatly appreciate it. Don't forget, get all your YOD gear at www.extremepowergym.com. That's www.extremepowergym.com. Be sure to tune in next week as we dive into the importance of mentorship, shadow boxing in everyday life, and turning tragedy into self-disciplined greatness. Real, doable greatness. You've been listening to the YOD Podcast. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. 
this old dude you know Motor with life change, effortless with the flow Atta boy, oh you ain't no This man against time, and this time time just had to go Let me vest 20 pounds of haters and run some more Steadily getting laughed, I stride around goals Lost it, I found it and winning How I catch a bunch of L's, I caught it back the beginning Yelling Y-O-D Yeah, I'm a young old dude Learn the rules like a pro, taking students to school Y-O-D Up in the gym, dropping mad jewels Still hungry, stay seasoned, play mad fool Y-O-D Stay on my grind, it's that mastermind Like wine, I get better with time Y-O-D Oh, you ain't heard about me Got everybody in the city saying Y-O-D Y-O-D